0: Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of the Crystal Clodcast. I'm your host Laura, here as ever with my lovely, wonderful co-hosts Mia. Hello. You can find me on Twitter at OhMiaGod. And Retta, who's in the middle of a yawn, (laughs) so I'm vamping for time.
1: You can find me on Twitter at SuperReta. I always forget what my Twitter handle is. It's fine,
0: (laughs) you know, social media and brand management is a complicated thing to remember. (laughs) Um... Now, this week we are on, what is it, episode 15 of the podcast. Um, Before we, like, talk about which episodes we're seeing, the most recent episode we've seen is episode 132, Lars's Head. Now, I don't think there's going to be much discussion of the most recent Stephen Bomb. We may talk a little bit about theories of the shatter... Okay, I'm going to use the phrase shattering there is a discussion we're probably going to have about that so if you're kind of up to date and want to be fully up to date you you probably want to watch the newest even bomb before this because I suspect we're going to talk about some theories of someone who might have shattered someone else. This based on the, like, what, half an hour conversation we sat and had about it yesterday? Yeah, we had a pretty (laughs) lengthy conversation. So um, we've seen up to episode 132, Lars's head, just to give you warning of places where spoilers might happen. (laughs) But uh, this week we are talking about episode 70, Catch and Release. Episode 71, When It Rains. Episode 72, Back to the Barn. Episode 73, Too Far, and episode 74, The Answer. So, who wants to start us off on catch and release? I can start.
2: Um, so, this is what begins with Stephen getting ready for bed. I found it amusing that he polishes his gem.
1: Yeah, I, did, I thought that was really cute. Um, the one thing I notice is the background, because it does it in three different things. And the background is yellow, blue and pink.
0: Oh okay, I can totally oh, miss that. I missed that entirely too. I was more distracted by the fact that when he's looking at his various toys, one of them he calls playful kitty, and it is very clearly seductive kitty. <laughs> and that's that's kind of concerning for a children's toy. Yeah. I'm... Playful kitty. It's like no, you that's a seductive pose. I'm I'm gonna guess he's like not aware. Of the oh, I'm, of I'm guaranteed he's not aware of it, but it's still a bit like who bought him yeah. playful kitty? I don't know. Um. So yeah, he's saying goodnight to all his toys, and he says goodnight, ominous green triangle at the end of my bed. <laughs> and uh, oh no, it's paradox. Mm-hmm. Ah. Just just sat at the end of his bed. Yeah. This. Other than the answer, which is the last one we talk about today, the majority of this batch of episodes is Peridot. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, this is the, like, let's get back to Peridot's story. Yeah, it's a lot of... Uh, This
2: is where, like, she really goes from being the villain into kind of, like, goofy and a bit.
0: She goes from feared villain to, like, antagonist that's uncomfortably part of the gems.
2: Yeah, like, she's no longer seen as a threat, but she's not exactly on their team.
0: Yeah, they're trusting her to, like, not run away and to stay on the team. But also, they wouldn't necessarily, like, you know, trust her to talk to Homeworld right now, <laughs> <Yeah>. for example. <laughs> um, so, Peridot knows that Stephen fixed Lapis's gem in the past, which I assume is because when Lapis and uh, Jasper had... Uh, when Peridot and Jasper had Lapis uh, in custody... They probably interrogated her. That would yeah. be my assumption of how they know that, that's, uh, that Stephen fixed Lapis's gem. Mm-hmm. Um, and as such, Peridot demands Stephen, fix the homeworld warp because you can fix these things. Mm-hmm. And he fails to fix the homeworld warp. This is the only time I can think of that we see Stephen not able to fix something other than when he had the big confidence shake. I have a theory about why he can't fix the homeworld warp. Okay, sure. Uh, my theory, and I think we discussed this off-air, was when the Homeworld Warp was shattered, lots of the pieces are no longer, you know, together. Yeah, there's significant chunks yes. out of it. In, I, think. I, I think it's, as Stephen's power currently exists at this point, he cannot regenerate matter that is no longer present... If there is a big crack in something, he can repair it, like like, like sealant. He can mm. seal the gap. He can fill in a crack. He can't replace bit chunks of something that are missing. Yeah, and I think that's that was my reading on why he couldn't repair the homeworld wall. Yeah, from demand. I could think
2: that. I mean, the only other things I could think of is maybe he doesn't want to fix it, but then I honestly, thought that as well.
0: I mean, I think he kind of would. He. He seems like he wants to help, like he's trying to help out. Yeah, but,
2: I mean, maybe it's his emotional state, because he does seem more agitated than usual. Possibly, yeah. Yeah, because
1: he says that his spit dries up when he's scared.
2: Mm. Mm. So clearly, it tells us then he's obviously quite scared. He doesn't feel relaxed. He's
1: not
0: certain that he's doing the right thing, and as such, he's a bit nervous about it entirely. Um, So, Peridot starts hinting about how... It's, it's imperative that she get off the Earth as soon as possible because the Earth is doomed. It's a it's a doomed rock. Mm-hmm. Um,
2: it's the most kind of blatant information we get so far on the hint that the cluster is obviously yeah. soon to explode.
0: She almost tells them because the yeah. crystal gems turn up and once again it's the problem of Stephen was about to have a conversation and calmly solve a problem mm-hmm. and the gems run in with weapons armed yeah. and poof someone before before the calm resolution can be achieved.
2: I honestly had not realised how often this actually happens. Yeah. Like, yeah. Across the series,
0: this happens so many times. So many times, the problem could be solved by just, let Stephen calmly do what he's doing and the problem will be yeah. solved. And they're like, now we have weapons! Kill <laughs> <laughs> it! Um. So yeah, as they're about to poof Peridot, she shouts, I'm the only one who knows about the... And poofs-hmm, and like she clearly was try she she knew her position and was willing to bargain information, yeah,
1: and they popped her and bubbled her anyway,
0: yeah, mm-hmm. like she's she's not a stupid prisoner she's she's aware of the fact that information is power, and if you want to avoid getting no if you want to remain useful to your captors. You make yourself seem valuable. Yeah. You're like, I have information. You need me. At this point, she does seem very like self-interested.
2: She's not really thinking about, oh, I get in trouble for talking to what? the gems. It's more like, I need to get off yeah. the planet. She, no I what.
1: think it's more self-preservation. Yeah, yeah. that's the Like, same,
0: yeah. She's not in touch with Jasper. She has no idea where Jasper is. She's not in touch with Homeworld. She can't get off the Earth, and she knows the Earth is going mm. to explode. There is a certain degree of self-preservation self-pres- yeah. of just... I need to do what I have to, to avoid getting caught in the crossfire yeah. here. Like, she's she's, <clears throat> she's smarter than we maybe give her credit for. Yep. Um, so, when she poofs, we we learn about the limb enhancers, that her arms and legs are not really her arms and legs. <laughs> yeah. I just love
1: the wording of it, because they're kind of like, ew. her bits are everywhere. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's just a kind of gross, it's like there are yeah. the pieces of
2: Peridot. And, just and
1: rather than keep them and possibly study like future gem tech, Amethyst just chucks them over well, the edge and to, into the water. To be fair, they have a
0: foot. They can research the foot. And by throwing this stuff out, per- uh, like Peridot can't accidentally get it back and use it against them. Um, so, yeah, they throw out the limb enhancers. And uh, Stephen basically, once again, is like, hey, Peridot was trying to tell us something I know you bubbled her and you don't trust her, but I think that a conversation would be useful. Yeah, he can't forget about it. No, again,
1: it's Stephen being right with his instincts. Yeah, yeah. Yes. They need to trust Stephen's instincts. He has instincts. good
0: instincts. Um, so he goes down and he unbubbles the now angry, cute, chibi Peridot. <laughs> she is adorable. <laughs> she is so cute and she's tiny and mm-hmm. she, she's no threat at all. She's lovely and she... <laughs> The worst she can do is kind of slap slap at Stephen and it's adorable. <laughs> yeah,
2: I mean, d- d- like, it really turns uh. into a comedic scene here.
1: Yeah. And
0: as, um...
1: It's also very much like Peridot is the youngest sibling.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Suddenly, Stephen's not the baby gem anymore. Suddenly, it's paradox because she's all tubified without her... Uh, yeah,
0: it's like two like, little kids, like, like, not getting along. We, we get some more confirmation here that when a gem is bubbled, time just doesn't... They have no consciousness while yeah, bubbled. Yeah, because she continues the same sentence, yes, it's. She was I'm the only one who knows about thee, and then as soon as she's unbubbled, it's cluster! Yes. As she finishes her <laughs> sentence. Like, she's clearly unaware that time has passed while yeah, bubbled. Yeah,
1: because she kind of looks around, and she's like... Wait, where where am I? What, what, what just happened? And she
0: looks up at the bubbles and it's like, oh, that's where I was.
1: <laughs> um, I also love that when Stephen actually, like, lands in the room, he goes, yep, perfect landing, as he, like, limps yep. away because he kind of just face-plants oh, into gosh, the floor. Yeah. <laughs> um, so
0: we get a little bit of discussion of, of Peridot's motives here, and I think this is interesting because I initially always assumed that Jasper and Peridot had come to Earth explicitly because of the crystal gems being there. But Peridot implies that's not why they came. That It's just a a little coincidence. Um, Peridot apparently came here to check on the progress of the cluster and nothing more. Like, that was her entire reason to be here was, we're checking on the cluster. Mm. The crystal gems weren't (sighs) the reason that
1: the homeworld came
0: to Earth. But
1: couldn't she have checked on the cluster via her, like,
0: she the tried thing? to. But it got destroyed. She tried to because all of her, her uh, plug robinoids she sent down to Earth kept getting destroyed.
1: Oh, yeah. And she was kind of like, what the hell is going on? Yeah. yeah. So thought tr- they were going to come yeah. anyway. And when
0: she tried to, like, radio the, the like, log into that um, kindergarten base to check on the progress of the cluster, Steven and the Gems turned up and destroyed things. And, mm-hmm. like, she was trying to check on the cluster without coming to Earth. Until she yeah. realised that that wasn't going to be viable. Well, yeah. she was
1: complaining about it too because she was <laughs> saying the gem tech that she was having to use was simply archaic.
0: Simply archaic indeed. Um, so Stephen tries to make a joke and it flies over Peridot's head because she doesn't know the concept of a shirt. What What's that on your shirt? What's a shirt? <laughs> And she tries to replicate this joke a few minutes later, not yeah, quite... Like, like a child that doesn't quite get why something was meant to be funny, but kind of remembers the joke. Mm-hmm. Um, instead of, what's that on your shirt? It's, what's your shirt? <laughs> what's your shirt? Mm-hmm. Ah, flick
2: your nose. <laughs> it's funny because she seems to think that she's, like, doing a lot more damage by
0: slapping Stephen than she actually is. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. st- she is... Stephen said that hurt it's like oh did that hurt yeah a lot like Stephen over exaggerates how yeah. much the slap hurt and she's like aha I found your weakness
1: slap." and that's why it's like a little kid though with yeah. siblings because it's kind of like they think they're play fighting like oh it hurt did it
2: <laughs> feel my unbridled
0: rage
1: Yeah. <laughs> so they. at one point yes. she calls him a pebble she says you pebble yeah, I, I think it's like... like it's like a smooth little baby rock. Yeah, it's just kind of like <laughs> that's an rock. odd insult because <laughs> she just... says it like it's an insult. Well,
0: I think it's maybe meant to be an insult in that like you're not. A special kind of rock. Oh, you're, just you're not a, a gem. You're just yeah. a rock. You're just you're you're a rock, but you're a plain, boring old like not special rock.
1: I had not thought of that. that makes
2: sense. I like that we're getting into what is
0: considered an insult in homeworld culture.
1: I,
2: I think I think
0: being a pebble or like you know uh, a pebble, see, or the sand might be like quite an insult. Yeah. I imagine like not only are you just like a boring old rock, but there are m- yeah. billions of you, in <laughs> you're, you're a being, grain of sand. Like together you're not even like solid you're ear a soft.
1: Well is clod like a lump of dirt or something? Yeah, oh, I never Yeah, yeah of that. I never a thought Claude, of yeah. it but now that I'm thinking of it that's why she keeps calling people clods. Because yeah. she means she's just saying dirt. you are lower than a genuine, yeah. just dirt. Like your
0: mm. only purpose is to like be the ground in which we come from.
1: Holy shit this is no. amazing. <laughs> I never knew that. No yeah no. I love it. Clods
0: are a reference to dirt. Um so Peridot ends up back at the, uh, at the home and just hides in the, in the bathroom. Um, this is
2: after she runs out into the room and yells, freedom is mine, <laughs> not realising that the crystal gems are just sat in the kitchen.
0: Yeah. Um, she, she, when she finds the bathroom, she describes it as having discovered an Earth uh, rudimentary think chamber. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's not entirely wrong. <laughs> And sh-
1: showers the think chamber.
0: <laughs> a lot of humans use that room to just have a decompress and think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I suppose it's not inaccurate. <laughs> um, Peridot then tries many things to escape when she realizes she has uh, trapped herself in this one room with no other exits, mainly trying to flush herself down the toilet. Mm-hmm. And
1: Amethyst says, It won't work, I've already tried it.
0: <laughs> I can see Amethyst trying that.
1: Mm-hmm. It seems like something she would do. Yeah. Well, yeah. especially because Amethyst was like. Teeny, tiny baby
0: amethyst. She's when... goofy little toddler. Yeah. yeah. So, per- Peridot stops them breaking into the bathroom by once again being like, look, I know my value. You, None of you know about what's coming. Mm-hmm. You need to keep me around and not just bubble me again because I have information. You need that information.
1: And Stephen just wants to talk. He's trying his best to understand uh, Peridot. He,
0: he wants to talk. That's not all he wants. He also wants to pee. But... <laughs> that too. Um... Okay, I have a question about gem physiology. I think I know where you're going. Amethyst apparently has fun peeing outside. Gems can pee? What I have pieced
2: together, (laughs) I believe, is that gems don't need to eat, but if they do eat and drink... It
1: will all go right through. ...they need to
2: expel it. Because doesn't Pearl say something about how it's disgusting what happens after she eats? Yeah. And it's implied that,
0: like, oh. if she eats, she has to poop and she finds poop disgusting. Yeah. But- that that makes a lot of sense with her personality, that she would be grossed out by needing to poop. Yeah, But Amethyst obviously doesn't care because she just throws food inside us. But so- I also
1: love that that means that Pearl tried eating and then when she pooped, she was like, the hell is
3: this? <laughs> What's happening?
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, so, there's one moment
0: in this episode I think's really sweet and really humanizing for Peridot is when Stephen returns the one foot that they still have from mm-hmm. the limb enhancers and she just sort of like curls up on the floor clinging to it it's like a comfort item isn't yeah, it yeah it's it's the way that like a child would hold on to like a stuffed animal or something mm-hmm. it's this this is the only thing that makes me feel safe right now and i just kind of want to hold on to it mm-hmm. and it's really just you know vulnerable and sweet and innocent and oh i feel so bad for you it
1: is adorable um one thing that i really liked that amethyst said because they're like why is she locked herself in the bathroom and amethyst responds home girl knows we're gonna beat her into a green pancake <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, but she
1: says it was like such sass i'm just like i love that line. i make
0: no secret of how much they're just going to kill peronaut <laughs> if yes. she comes out it's such a difference in like confidence
2: level she like, yeah, we can take her.
1: I also want to know the story behind Stephen saying, what is it with you guys and trying to make me pee outside? Yeah, do they... <laughs> do, like, what? Well, I have a
0: theory about that. Gems, not super up-to-date on humans and how they work. This house did not exist until, like, Stephen moved in. I'm assuming their reference points for life on Earth having to pee are animals that pee outside and B... Whenever Greg visited... Did he pee, like, just on the beach? I'm imagining he just peed on the beach because there's no house there at this point. It's just the cave where the gems live. Mm -hmm. And we know that it's quite a distance from the rest of town. Mm -hmm. It's either... Like, Greg would either have the choices of trudge all the way back to town, pee, trudge all the way back, or just pee on the beach. Mm-hmm. So I'm assuming animals and Greg peeing on the beach were their <laughs> reference points, and they were probably like, that's where humans do their business, and mm. the outside. That's also mm-hmm.
2: what
0: I thought. I also love that we're theorising
2: about, how did Greg pee? Yeah.
0: yeah. Well, that's, that's important <laughs> to his characterisation, the realisation that he probably just peed on the beach. You know? <laughs> it adds into the hippie mystique. That's true. It does fit his character.
1: Um... Even that or he peed into the water at the edge of the cave.
0: Either way, I think. Um, so Peridot asks about a lot of things in the bathroom and whether they are weapons, and Stephen <laughs> sort of jokingly says, oh, this towel, sorry.
2: And she, she goes for the toothbrush 1st since she? And wields it like a sword. Yes. Yeah, and she's like,
1: is
0: this a weapon? And he's well, like, only for cavities. Yeah, when, when she asks about the towel, and Stephen jokingly is like, well, maybe if you yeah. swirl it up and whip it, Peridot cowers. She takes Stephen very seriously when she says, "When when he says this is a weapon and brandishes it as such." <laughs> like I can do this, and now it is a weapon I can
2: use. But against
1: gems you. are very, very literal. Yeah, and mm. Peridot again oh, she's, does that because, like, I can't remember what it is, but at some point, I think Stephen says something, and she's kind of like. No, like, that's that's not... That
0: would be in violation of our truce agreement. That comes up at some point. I I don't remember which episode that is. Um, It's when they're building the drill. kill. you're killing me. No, that would be in violation (laughs) of our truce agreement. Um, But I think more so than than even the literal stuff, my my read on, on that was that Earth is so unknown to her. Like, she knows about it in the abstract because she was, you know, researching building the cluster. But things like, for all she knows, that could be a weapon. She doesn't know what weapons on Earth are like. Mm. She just knows that Earth destroyed a lot of homeworld gems. That makes sense. I didn't think of it in that sense. But the idea of, like, there was a war. and It was a dangerous planet, and someone has just told me something as a yeah. weapon, and brandished it at me. I would believe it's a weapon.
1: <laughs> it's also, um, I think it shows the level of trust she has for Steven. Like, she trusts him. But if he says that he is holding a weapon, that trust just Mm. vanishes and it's kind of like, please don't hurt me. Yeah, she's still scared of him, But she
0: still, she trusts that it's a weapon because (laughs) he said it. Like, she believes him pretty implicitly. Mm.
1: Um, I think it's really nice, though, because Stephen understands that Peridot is scared. Yeah. And he's kind of immediately like, no, it's okay, it's okay. Like, Stephen seems to have a lot more empathy and I think that is why he is so successful with other gems, because he knows how to talk to them and to negotiate with them. Well, His... I...
2: Sorry. And then go on. <laughs> um, I was seeing, like, this whole thing and the next episode as well as basically just a duplicate of what happened with Lapis. Yeah. It's, it's trust Stephen to talk rather than trying to punch the problem. Yeah, like, the gems want to attack this new person, and Stephen's like, no, no, we can just talk to them. It's fine. And, like lapis peridot trusts Stephen more than the gems
1: well it's it's centipedal
2: yeah again another one yeah
1: it's the whole thing of if you approach them with kindness rather than with weapons drawn you're going to get a completely different reaction like Mm -hmm. peridot nearly tells Stephen about the clusters so early on because Stephen doesn't immediately whip (laughs) out a weapon and it's kind of like you'll die Mm -hmm. for this it's just like okay let's let's talk let's kind of see what's going on and well i think
0: she knows she can have a conversation with steven because that was steven's default when uh first met over that video like yeah well steven was sure. like hey how are you this is me this is earth this is what's going on how are how are you let's have a conversation his instinct isn't to run in threatening he wants yeah. to just trade information and be of use to each other
1: yeah like he would be like a good diplomat i think
0: I think that's going to end up being, like, a lot of his role is yeah. intermediary.
1: Just like, calm down, gems, we need to talk first, okay?
2: I I, yeah, I do think, like, genuinely, this is going to happen again with other Homeworld gems.
1: Is that the role that Rose played? Because, like, in one of these episodes, um, she stops Pearl from attacking and kind of goes, nope, that's it, we need to step back, let's not.
2: I think she probably had a reputation for doing that. If it yeah. wasn't something that roses were supposed to do, I
1: think it might have been the thing that I don't know if it's just pink gems or rose quartzes or what, but they only fight if it's absolutely necessary. They prefer non-confrontational ways of dealing with Possibly. problems.
0: It, it does framing it that way does make the rebellion really interesting because it suggests that the that. Rose viewed the rebellion as not just an option but a necessity. Yeah, yeah. Like we don't want to do this, but we have to do it. Yeah. I feel
1: like that's entirely what it was. Like, she didn't feel that they had another choice.
0: Mm-hmm. So, this is everything I have about episode 70. Have either of you got anything else you want to add before we move on? Um, I had a very quick note,
2: which is just that when the cluster is mentioned, Garnet says, that's new.
0: Yeah, this is
2: not something she's aware yeah, of. Yeah, so obviously, it, it is the cluster is something new, but I mean, we kind of found yeah, that out anyway.
0: It's it kind of mentioned at some point that it was an experimental New Geo weapon. Yeah, it's not something that was going on a few hundred years ago.
1: Garnet probably, like, the reason she's probably confused is because she won't have seen it in Future Vision, but she also... Finds the idea of forced fusion like unthinkable, yeah, I think and if she, this, can, if she can't even think of it as a possibility, there's no way that yeah. she could think of this giant yeah, one that's it's got is. millions. The
2: probability for her is like this is not a thing that well, she
0: thinks. It's, is it's also the way that that her future vision works is that she needs to think about the specific thing to be able to predict whether it's <laughs> likely to happen or not. So unless someone suggested to her oh, the concept of the centre of the Earth being a bunch of gems fused together. Unless that's on her radar, she's not thinking about, is that something that could happen in the future? Yeah, because she has no
2: frame of reference for yes. the cluster, She I has think. no
0: way to predict things on that track. Yes. It's not like this is what will happen, it's what are the potential likelihoods of X thing I'm deliberately thinking about. Mm. Um. So yeah, with that, I guess we'll move on to episode 71, When It Rains. So this episode kind of starts off exactly where the last one ended, with Garnet wanting to brute force her way into the bathroom, and Peridot just being very antagonistic about it. Yeah,
2: she's still in there. She's still not getting along with them.
0: Yeah, it's like, nah, ha, ha, you could just bubble me again, but then when I'm, what am I going to tell you? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> like, she she knows her position, and she's just winding the gems up with it. Yeah, I mean, at this point, they clearly
2: know that she knows something they need to know. Mm. It's more like the frustration of, okay, how do we get her to actually talk?
0: Yeah. Um, I like that we very quickly get the hints that Stephen and Peridot have a relatively good rapport going on, and, like, some form of, like, unspoken truce. Because she's very casually letting Stephen in to pee. Mm-hmm. And he's just sort of coming and going, and the ge- like. The gems are just like, oh, oh, okay. Like, they're not using him entering and exiting as a chance to no. storm the room. He's completely outside they, of this conflict. They seem play. to have some level of respect for we shouldn't be barging in while Stephen leaves, because that violates... Steven's agreement he's got going on. He's yeah. got a thing going here. He needs to get into that room. We shouldn't ruin that
2: for Steven. Yeah, I do. I do feel like that's the case. Like if Steven wasn't there, I wouldn't be surprised if they would just beat the door down.
1: It also means that Peridot trusts Stephen not to let the gems in.
0: Mm, yeah,
1: yeah,
3: that's true.
0: Um,
1: so once
0: again, she uses the phrase "Crystal Clods." Hooray, Yay. Crystal Clods! It's that thing we named our podcast after. Um. Stephen gets <laughs> I, love,
2: I love how, like, very short but very jubilant that celebration was. And yeah. like, okay,
3: move on. It
0: was like, yeah, they did the thing. Done. <laughs> um, so Stephen gets left at home on guard duty is what I wrote but I guess it's probably more applicable to, to say he's basically being babysitter <laughs> yeah. yeah it's like you know make sure she doesn't eat too many sweets and get a <laughs> tummy ache
1: it's the whole thing of
0: look after your younger sibling <laughs> exactly mm. um, my, one of my favourite Garnet moments happens when they're leaving there's one more thing I have to mention she makes the heart with her hands love you <laughs> Oh like it's it's a cute little It's like... cause
1: she says it in such like a yeah. deathly serious way, she's like, There's one more thing I have to mention. I love you <laughs> It's like Oh Garnet, why are you so cute? Garnet
0: is the best gem. Garnet is best Definitely. gem. Definitely. Um So thunderstorm starts outside and Peridot very quickly panics, assuming it's the cluster. Yeah. Because that's kind of a natural thing to assume because it's the sound of, like, big bangs happening and if you don't have rain and thunder on your planet, that's going to be scary, you know? But she bursts out of the bathroom. Like, she's just yeah. like, okay, this
2: is it, we're all going to die. The end of the world has come.
1: <laughs> yeah, because Stephen's like, you can't come out of the bathroom, they're gone now. Like, yeah. I won't tell them, you you can mm. naturally, you know. She's She's like a... She has the understanding of the world
0: of a human child, but with a better ability to verbalise. Yeah. Yeah. In that I think a lot of the things she is initially worried about and the ways that she misunderstands things, the way she tries to replicate things and does so incorrectly, is like a young human child, but with better verbalization skills. I agree. Um, Because here it is a fear of, what is that big loud sound in the sky? I don't understand it. Mm-hmm. what's going on, everything is terrible. Yeah, and I think we see that next
2: episode as well with um, what happens with Amethyst, I think it's the next episode. That's yeah. another instance where, I mean, we'll talk about it when we get to it, but it's her not quite understanding the situation.
1: There's one thing as well that um, Paradox says in this episode, which is, I don't know anything without my screen.
0: Yeah. Because
1: yeah. normally it tells her everything that's going on and because she doesn't have it, she's kind of like, I am without any knowledge it'd be like this is going to be a really nerdy analogy like if you're going around trying to catch pokemon with no pokédex you have no idea what you're <laughs> doing exactly. you and just have to kind of guess and well hope you're getting the right well, things like,
2: if you were relying on your smartphone like a foreign country yeah, and yeah
1: all of a that it just thing. Breaks, it's just like
0: uh oh <laughs> well i think that's why it's so sweet later on when we get that episode where steven gives her the tablet to like strap to her arm where mm. it's like you have access to the internet now mm. and answers mm. um Considering we you know Stephen never went to school, I think it's really interesting how they handle him having knowledge of how rain works. Mm, yeah, inside. The... It, in, yeah, go to... no, go ahead. <laughs> I was just thinking. Um, imagine what you're going
2: to say. Like when I heard that, I was like, okay, so he got some sort of homeschooling from Greg, or he did some research on his own, but. Then we find out it's really kind of simple, heartfelt. Oh no, he was scared. Yeah. And Greg was like, "This is how it works. You shouldn't be scared."
0: Yeah. It's he. He. We know he never went to school, and he's not really been taught a lot of stuff about Earth. But what he does know is the things that he needed to understand, and that were basic enough that you know Greg could explain yeah. them to him. Because it it is really sweet that sort of passing down of. I learnt this because I was scared and needed to understand it. Now you're scared. I'll understand it. Uh, I'll explain it so you understand it and you cannot be scared. Mm-hmm. It's a really nice, sweet chain of knowledge passing. Of you know, the rain goes up and then when it gets heavy, it falls back down. And yeah.
1: scalding liquid drops from the sky. <laughs> yeah,
0: he has to explain that it's not scalding hot. Um, yeah. I read it as sort of like he's like the big brother. Yep. Like, Again, yeah, Again,
1: it's like paradox. A little sibling, and but, he's um, kind of like well. I was once scared like you, so let me impart my knowledge onto you. I
0: I, I got I got the impression that the the uh, dynamic is that of a big brother and little sister, but that the big brother's only like maybe like five or six, and like a two yeah. or three year old. Where yeah, it's this like isn't an old it's like you know things that your younger sibling doesn't and can explain them, but you only know very limited things, yeah. and you don't have a you know one or two things, and as such, you're seen as knowing everything.
1: It's a Even thing you of younger siblings kind of looking up to the older ones, yeah. kind of going... Because when you are little, tiny age gaps seem massive. Yeah. Like, I have a cousin who I think is, like, seven years older than me. And when I was a kid, like, really young, I was just kind of like, oh, they're, they're so old, because, like, they were hitting, like, teenage years when I was
3: mm.
1: yeah, really young. And I was kind of like, wow. But now... Like, well, they've just gone into the 30s, but like, we were both in our 20s at the same time, and I'm just kind of like, yeah, it's not that much. Like, yeah. And I think as a kid, when it's the tiniest it's, it's gap, knowing a l- it's a yeah. lot bigger. Knowing just
0: a little bit more about how the world works seems like a big gulf in knowledge. Mm. Um,
1: well, it's something me and you have talked about before, Mia, which is um, time being relative to your age. Yeah, well, it's... I think
0: it's it's very significant when you're younger, uh, just because of the the point that so much more happens in such a shorter length of time in terms mm-hmm. of like you know growth when you're younger that it makes such a bigger difference. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Stephen teaches Peridot to just go out in the rain and. Shows her, like, look, it's safe, it's fine, you know, enjoy these new sensations. But
1: Peridot seems genuinely worried for Stephen. Yeah. Like, she shouts, Stephen! Like, really panicked. She's kind of like, what are you doing? Come back! I don't want you to get hurt out in this. I need you. Yeah, it is just, like, a really sweet, like, no, it's safe. Oh, you cared about me.
0: It's just a really nice, sweet back and forth. Mm -hmm. It's a really nice bonding moment for the two of them. Um, So... Peridot perceives Stephen's basic science knowledge of Earth as him being a genius. And this persists for ages, because we see, like, a bunch of episodes from now where Peridot defers to Stephen's judgment on things because he's the Earth expert. He knows how Earth works. And to be fair, he probably does know more about the science of how Earth works than the gems do, because they've never really really thought it important to them to understand how Mm. Earth works. Just that it does. Yeah, like obviously
2: Amethyst knows a lot about Earth culture, but she—I don't think—think think she knows a lot about the
1: science behind Earth.
0: Yeah. Um. So Peridot wants to go to the kindergarten and gets wobbly fried egg eyes.
1: I've written that a fried egg eyes. <laughs> yeah.
0: You got wobbly fried eggs for eyes, while well, she's all like, "Oh, I'm sad. Please take me, Stephen. My eyes are big and wobbly mm-hmm. like <laughs> eggs."
1: I also think it's. It's kind of adorable in that you can tell that Peridot is uncomfortable with how much she has kind of grown to care for Steven.
0: Yeah. Like
1: when they come back inside, she kind of like blushes and kind of storms away just like, I don't care about you, you don't know.
2: (laughs) I do like that when she's outside, the music is very kind of soft. And dreamy and kind it, of gentle. Yeah, it's
1: really kind of innocent. Yeah, is the music is it's... the
2: first time any sort of sound like that is associated with Peridot.
1: I think it's because it's kind of like the first first time that Peridot isn't putting on any airs. Yeah, yeah she's not just... pretending to be like this. I'm still important, kind of gem. Mm-hmm. It's just oh, okay, you don't mind that I don't know, so I'm gonna just experience well, this.
0: Everything about the way Peridot in this episode is portrayed is that she is innocent and naive, um, even down to the fact that when Stephen agrees to take her to the kindergarten, uh, a place where you take small children, because uh, it's like, kindergarten, it's a place where small children go, he takes her there holding her hand. It's like, right, you got to stay here, holding my hand. It is all just playing her up as naive, <laughs> child that doesn't understand the world and needs to be looked after and have things explained to them yeah and it is such a stark switch in dynamic for how Mm -hmm. she's presented
2: yeah it works it works
0: really well it humanizes her very quickly Mm -hmm. and very effectively i think um so peridot can't get into a panel in the ship and stephen very easily rips it off We've had discussions about this off the air.
1: Yeah. Steve,
0: Steven seems to be stronger physically than a lot of standard gems.
1: Even ones that are a lot bigger than him. Yeah.
0: And I think the suggestion I had, which I don't know whether... You, I can't remember if you agreed with or not, was this idea that...
1: He's made of mass he's, and he's made of of yeah,
0: yeah, the others are light projections and he is physical matter and mass. And that might be why he has an easier time with things like... Ripping something off a wall. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm nodding away, because I agree. <laughs> well, you, you forget, you nodding doesn't translate to audio. That's <laughs> well, why I'm telling everyone, so they know.
1: <laughs> I do that as well, I'll sit there nodding, I'm like, wait, we're recording a podcast, not a video, I need to actually explain that I agree. Um, so we get a bit
0: of information from Peridot that artificial fusions, like the, the, the ones that uh, Stephen and Garnet stumbled upon, were experiments... Leading up to the creation of the cluster. Like, they weren't being created for their own purposes to, to be, like... They weren't trying to create fusions for the sake of fusions. It was, how can we force all of these shattered shards together...
1: And them still be a thing. And have
0: them still be a thing that tries to become whole so that we can create a huge one that will try and become whole and will destroy the planet. Mm-hmm. It's a terrifying thought that that's... It's basically like the equivalent of human experimentation. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like they have no empathy for yeah. what they're doing. It's just it's... like, yeah, we'll we'll
2: just do this as a means yeah. to an end.
0: We're going to we're going to do human human experiments to create a weapon of mass genocide. Mm-hmm. And that is a scarily real thing that has happened in the world mm-hmm. of let's experiment on you know actual people in order to create things that better can kill large groups of people. Mm-hmm. That that got dark pretty quick.
1: <laughs> One thing that Paradox says is that it's no longer a viable colony. Earth is no longer a viable colony, and I'm like, so what was the original plan? The for
0: Earth? the plan for Earth, as best I can tell, is that it was meant to be a colony run by Pink Diamond until Pink Diamond was shattered. Um, mm. We see in the murals that um, most of the diamonds had multiple planets in their murals, suggesting that each of them oversaw multiple colonies, but Pink Diamond in her mural only has one. The suggestion is very much that Earth was going to be her colony that she oversaw, where it would have been mined for resources, gems created from it like in the kindergartens, but it would have sucked up all of the natural resources of Earth. Earth would have died off and most of the living life on it would have died because there's no nutrients and minerals left but that gems could still have thrived there and it would have been a gem colony.
1: I was just thinking... Um, what was I thinking?
0: What were you thinking?
1: <laughs> uh, <laughs> with the human zoo. Yeah. Could it be that she was actually planning to evacuate all humans into the human zoo? Oh, maybe. So I... that they would survive?
0: I um, I never got the impression that the intention was all of them, but I think it was... My my read on it was that Pink Diamond thought it would be a shame for an entire species to die out like that, and it was. If I can get a handful of them alive and happy somewhere else, then you know that little thing of beauty hasn't been snuffed out. At least that's my reading, but mm-hmm. like, there's no, there's nothing, nothing to say that yours is wrong. <laughs> I could see either one. I, yeah, makes mm-hmm. sense. I think I think a lot of it was just Pink Diamond definitely wasn't. okay with the idea of all life on Earth being wiped out forever.
2: Yeah, of the diamonds, she seems the one who may potentially be the nicest,
0: I guess? Possibly, but she is keeping humans in captivity in a zoo rather than just not destroying their habitat in the first place. But she does
1: make sure that they're as happy as they can be in that situation. It's it's kind of like she's
0: naively thinking she's doing the right thing. They're, they're happy, but they're happy in a very unsettling, uncanny way that's, It's like, in
1: a way that's unhealthy. Yes. But, I th- like, I think she was trying her best to you, you know have would, them happy.
0: You know what's a better way to have them happy? Don't destroy their habitat. But, again, we as a species can't really complain about that, because endangered species in zoos because we destroyed their habitat and we, we wanted their habitat for the resources more than we wanted the animals to have their habitat and now they live in zoos with artificial happiness. That's quite a commentary on humanity. Oh no, <laughs> we, we we screwed up there. We are the diners.
1: Well, that's why I think that the term zoo still applies.
2: Yeah. Because it's
1: kind of like, yeah, you're in captivity, but we're doing everything we can to make it seem as though you're not.
2: Yeah, it's all so very So therefore mm-hmm.
1: it's good. But it's like, if any of them are genuinely upset, they're sending the amethysts to kind of mm-hmm. be like, Make them feel better, off it's, you go. It's like the
0: zookeepers rushing in, Yeah, like, oh, something's going wrong.
1: Yeah, just like, oh, one of them hurt, gotta go <laughs> fix that.
0: Um, so, Stephen and Peridot try and escape, because uh, forced fusions break in, and we get my favourite line of the episode, <laughs> let's run into this corner. Oh no, we're cornered. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I, <laughs> it's hilarious, but
2: like, it's like, are
0: they really that... Naive.
1: I think they are. I think that's the thing. Like they it's are both just really
0: naive. <laughs> yeah, they're just not really thinking <laughs> about the consequences of their actions. It's kind of like kinda this, like, this like would never idea. have
1: happened with Garnet. No. Um.
0: So they end up needing needing the help and support of the crystal gems to escape because Stephen has defensive powers. He does not have offensive ones. And yeah, if there's a line about like
2: that's all he can do is bubble. He can't yeah, because she yeah.
1: she says, "Can't you?" attack them, and he's like, no, this is all I can do without the gems. Because without yeah. Carney,
2: he's only, like,
0: half a weapon. He's
1: yeah. half a person. He needs mm-hmm. to be Stavoni mm-hmm. All the
0: time. <laughs> Stavoni forever. Permafusion.
1: Um, <laughs> I love the term permafusion.
0: Permafusion, that's a great, such a great term. Um, so the gems get furious at Stephen, because Peridot, you were meant to keep her in the house. What, what did you do? Grumble, grumble. And Peridot steps up to defend Stephen. And... Um, she resists calling them clods while she's defending Stephen, which mm-hmm. i I thought was like, "Look, I'm trying to get them to listen to my side for a second. I don't want to antagonize them in case that ends up getting Stephen in more trouble because Stephen's the one I'm trying to defend right now and offers to tell them about the cluster. Mm-hmm. Like she's like, Stephen didn't do anything wrong. Stephen is good and pure. I'll tell you what you want to know, just don't be angry at Stephen, because Stephen was trying to help.
2: Yeah, it does seem like a um,
0: bargaining move to like protect Stephen. Yeah. yeah. Like... I'll, I'll tell you about the cluster, just don't be mad at Stephen. Yeah.
1: Um, there's one thing as well that I I just realised I didn't mention. Um, Peridot doesn't like to ask for help. Because like, Stephen goes, it's okay to ask for help, and she's like, I was handling it, it was fine, mm. I didn't actually need your help. She she finds it very
0: hard to verbalise her own needs when they arise. Mm-hmm. I imagine
2: she is maybe
0: designed to be independent. Yeah. I mean,
2: when she was sent to the Earth, we see her just talking to herself, and she's working on her own. Mm. I wonder, like, are paradox meant to be sent to planets, like, as kind of the first arrival, and they kind of go around the planet
0: and see if it's a bit suitable. That's
1: probably why they have logs, if they're going round yeah. by themselves all the time. And
0: the only reason she was sent with the Jasper was because... The she was aware gems. going in that there were hostile gems mm-hmm. on the other end. Yeah, so uh, Jasper's mm-hmm. like the muscle. Yeah, there is a really good example of her struggling to open up in the next episode, but we'll get to that when we get to it.
1: One thing I want to mention is that the forced fusions actually seem really weak. Like, Amethyst is popping them without a weapon. She's just kind of jumping on top of them in the pop. And yeah. Pearl barely even touches them with a spear in the yeah, pop. They're barely
0: held together. They are just... They're barely even... They're, they are technically alive. Mm. And that's about it, I think. Yeah. They're not... In most cases, they're not a real threat. They may have posed a bit of a threat in the hospital because there were multiple of them fused together in a situation where there were no gems available to defeat them. But they're yeah. not a big threat comparatively. I think they're supposed
2: to basically be like zombies. Like, my, they're my, slow and yeah, stupid. And...
0: My my default was picturing them as the Putty Patrol from Power Rangers for some reason. <laughs> that kind of works too. It, it's basically the same thing, except they're doing a lot less... <laughs> 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 Making weird, like, wobbly sounds. Uh, anything else about episode 71? That kind of works, because didn't... Like, maybe it was the
2: second series, didn't you have to, like, hit them in the chest and they, like, disappeared or something?
0: I think so. But you have
2: to, like, hit the gem and then they disappear.
0: <laughs> That's the end of my thoughts on 71. Anything else? <laughs>
1: um, Just one thing. Peridot only decides to tell the gems when Steven explains that they need them. Yeah. Because he's kind of like, yeah, I'm on your side, but I am very limited in what I can do. And we need the gems if you actually want to be able to achieve anything.
0: That's a good point.
2: So I think it's like if yeah. if she could have, she would have just done everything. With yeah, Steven. yeah.
0: I think I think it's interesting how it's framed. It's Peridot is resistant to join the Gems side, but Stephen frames it as the Gems can join our side. Yeah, mm. the Gems can help us rather than you helping the Gems. Yeah,
1: that's why I said he's a good negotiator. Yeah, he understands how they feel, so he's kind of like, yeah, but you're not becoming a traitor by doing this. They're joining your side for a while. Yeah. Uh, so the next episode on the
0: list is episode 72,
1: Back to the Barn,
0: which opens up with Peridot explaining the cluster via art on a box that <laughs> Stephen is wearing and rotating. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just crayon scribbles on a box while Stephen like, rotates the box around and back around. Stephen seems to be enjoying himself.
1: It's also the cluster is drawn with blue, yellow and pink lines.
0: Yes, it is. Mm. Uh, no white, though, that I'm No, but there were of. green. Interesting. Ooh. Um... And the cluster is demonstrated by a sock puppet monster <laughs> bursting through the earth side of the box, going
1: I'm the cluster. <laughs> and paradox, just like we didn't agree on this, what are you doing? So That's the creative what it's like. Yeah, like creative it, license.
0: It won't look like that. <laughs> how do you? How do you know? For Stephen's been pretty good with his predictions. Maybe had the cluster been allowed to form, it would have looked like a giant sock monster. I would have loved if they went to the center and it was just a giant sock monster. <laughs> would they face and everything.
1: That would be very That might cute. have
0: diluted some of the emotional impact of possibly. that scene possibly. Um amethyst start saying what a cluster mm-hmm. was the end of that sentence meant to be what a cluster
2: I took that to be yeah. A subtle. Yeah, kind of like what what a, what a, what, a, what a
0: cluster something. Mm-hmm. Um Peridot destroys all of the belongings in the house attempting to find resources to build a drill. Um microwave TV. Yeah. Just
1: But even for the random objects she has weird names like I can't remember what she calls the microwave. The microwave, but the it's microwave like, was like, radiation like the, the radiation
0: the radiation induction cube or something. Yeah. yeah. I wrote down a lot of her period paradotisms later on, but I didn't think to write down the ones for her descriptions of things in mm-hmm. the house. Um and the suggestion is, let's go to the barn instead. The barn has additional resources we can use. Um, because
1: all of Greg's family are hoarders.
0: Yep. Um, so this is, I think, the first episode we get a real discussion of the class system back on Homeworld. Yes, and it's the really blatant. Here, yeah, it? it's this is seeing a Homeworld gem of high status, or relatively high status in society looking down upon someone and explaining to them where they fit in society and what they're supposed to be. Because Pe- the, what I like about this bit is there's nothing malicious behind it. No, it's just so matter-of-fact. Yeah, it's like, no, this is the way our society it's, works. Just, so. It's just how it is, isn't mm. it? That, and it seems so obvious. Um, yeah. Peridot- pearls
1: aren't for this, they for standing around looking good and holding things for you.
0: Yep. Peridot explains that pearls are basically servants. Yeah, um, Like... Some of the ways she talks to Stephen about Pearl are horrific, if you stop mm-hmm. and think about them. Like, did you teach her to talk like that?
2: It is the assumption that Pearl is basically like Stephen's servant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: but there's this very rigid caste system she talks about. There's, uh, you know, Pearls aren't special. She's exactly identical to all of the hundreds of other Pearls. Um, there is something interesting said by Peridot. She looks, looks like, like a, a fancy one. one. Who do you belong to? And she she angrily answers, "Nobody." I do wonder. Does did she at some point belong to someone significant?
1: I'm telling you, she used to be White Diamond. So... I, I,
0: I believe she belonged to one of the diamonds. Yeah, and she
1: just so. seems to be like I think because of her skin tone. I I can't that's, help that's... but think of White Diamond. I think I think thematically,
0: Pink Diamond would be most interesting, but. Appearance-wise, White Diamond seems most likely. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Um,
0: I mean, I can see them getting some good story out of that. Oh, White
2: Diamond definitely. inevitably turns up and they know each other.
0: Yeah. Um, Stephen has a design of a drill on the chalkboard that is surprisingly accurate to the ultimate design of the drill. Yeah, he's criticised for it, but we were sat yeah. there
2: like, it's fairly accurate. Uh,
0: it? You know, the, the final one didn't have wings on the side. <laughs> But otherwise, it's like, it's a tube with a drill on yeah, the end. Very simple uh, drill. It's design. a very simple drill. That's that's what they end up making. Um, Peridot and Pearl are arguing over who is better, who is more deserving of, you know, being in charge of this construction job. So Steven's suggestion is they should have a giant mech robot building competition Mainly because he thinks that would be cool to see. Yeah, it's the
2: moment when kind of like Steven's attempt to get them to get along and common sense is kind of overridden by his childlike desire to see giant robots.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, like the Earth might be, you know, could be destroyed any second, but giant robots. (laughs) We have stars in his eyes. I've done star emoji on my
1: notes. (laughs) Even um, he says it like in the same way. He says anything when he gets excited, like the same way like Greg goes, whoop. <laughs> it's just like you've got to whisper it because you're in awe of yeah, the thing. That's how like, epic this you is. You can't actually say it out loud, yeah. you
0: must whisper. So, we, we get to see a battle of elegance versus brute force in the Robo Olympics. Mm-hmm. I'm a big fan of the Robo Olympics. I would watch the Robo Olympics every year. Oh, definitely. Yeah. I would book a week off work to enjoy every <laughs> sport in the Robo Olympics. Mm-hmm. Um, Pearl wins at balance. Peridot wins at crushing things. Pearl wins at ballet. Peridot wins at jumping. Uh, the tree wins at speed. Uh, art is subjective. <laughs> I like that one. I, I like this. It's like, you're, you're both. Yeah.
1: One thing I just want to mention is that um, both, both of their robot suit their personalities yeah
2: it's physical and emotionally they create robots that like
1: pearls is really tall dainty it's very precise in what it does Mm. whereas paradox is small bulky and built for fighting
0: the perfect one would be the best of both worlds if they worked together and that's what stephen tries to incite is you know there's an inconclusive result on the the throwing of things they end in a draw. Hooray, let's work together. Yeah. Teamwork on the the tool. And mm-hmm. neither side is happy with the idea of teamwork. Um, well,
2: Pearl is much more eager to basically be like, okay, it's done, whatever. Yeah.
0: It's Peridot who's the one who's like, no, no, I'm better than you. Yeah, I'm and going Pearl, to prove it. Pearl doesn't want to be... Pro- like, she would be happy to be we're both on the same level. Yeah. She doesn't want to be worse. Yeah.
1: I've just had a thought, and it's probably because... Pearl has faced prejudice for being a Pearl her entire yeah, life. that yeah. was
0: my read on it. Because is...
1: she'll have got this like all throughout the war, kind of being like, well, you're just a Pearl, why she's, are you fighting? Why she's you... had
0: to overcome her position in society as part of the rebellion, and yep. she's very proud of what she learnt to do and who she became. Yeah. Um, you're a Pearl, you're beneath me, mm-hmm. I'll always be better than you. That is a really deep cut to say to someone. Yeah, that is awful. Um, yeah. St- Stephen tries to stop the fight with "Stop, giant robots shouldn't fight," <laughs> which is It's not <laughs> what you necessarily think. With when he he kind of instigated yeah. giant fighting robots. It's like,
1: oh, giant robots shouldn't fight, and it's like, yeah, but you you told them. To fight yeah. with the giant robots. I, th- I think
2: it's that innocent idea of he wants to see two giant robots compete, but then fighting each other. Like, no, Yeah, that's, as that's soon as emotion violent.
0: is involved in the fighting, yeah. he's not happy with it. Um, you're somebody's shiny toy. There are some really fucking hard yeah. lines in this. Um, so you, I think, Retta, were the one to point this out. Peridot's big, green, hulking uh, robot does the Hulk smash? Yeah, it does. It grabs the. the it's like Loki, um, the Hulk grabbing Loki in the and first And when he offenses. does it, left
1: to right, like, and just yeah. smashing it left in to right, smashing in the
0: ground. It's basically the Hulk. Uh,
1: I also like that Paradox Robot has butt blasters. At one point, he turns around and it fires rockets at his <laughs> ass.
0: Yeah, has, it has butt missiles. Everyone loves butt missiles. Um, so I really like the way that this is resolved in the end. Peridot wins the fight. But Pearl is the one who gets support afterwards. Everyone rushes to Pearl to be like, you did so well uh, that you did so good, that you made such a good robot, it was so good at so many things. And Peridot doesn't understand why. It's like, "But, but I I won. (laughs)
1: Sorry, I'm turning on my 10s machine again. That's alright. It's
0: fine. I'm sure everyone understands. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, it's like, I won. Why aren't you supporting me? It's like, yeah, because you said a bunch of horrible things and we don't like you.
2: It's such a good ending because it allows them to do that message. Like, if... Because I, when I first watched this, I expected Pearl to win and then it to be like, oh, it's okay, you're still important to Peridot, but it flips
0: it and it's the other way around. It's like... Pearl doesn't have to be better than Peridot at everything to know that she is loved and supported and that she did really well. Mm
1: -hmm. I think it's that Peridot doesn't understand that winning wasn't what is important. It's being respected, that is.
0: Yeah. Like, Pearl
1: has the respect of the gems because...
0: Not because she's the best, but because she did her best. Yeah. And that... I love that wording. I I (laughs) very much like that. She doesn't have to be the best. She just has to be her best. Yeah, that's enough. Yeah, um... And I really like the conversation we get about Pearl being beyond common. Like, she's not just a common Pearl, as Peridot keeps putting it, because she did all these things that, like, you yourself acknowledge, Peridot, like, Pearls don't do these things. But she did, because she's special. She's, you know, she is a Pearl, but she's our Pearl. and Yeah. It's just lovely. It's a nice
2: message, you know. Like, there can be lots of people like you, but you are unique. Yeah. That's the message to it, and I
0: like that. And Peridot eventually acknowledges Pearl's skill and agrees to uh, begrudgingly agrees to teamwork. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's super sweet. Mm-hmm. It's lovely.
1: And it ends with uh, Stephen playing make-believe with the cluster puppet. And he's like, oh, no, it's eating me. Nom, 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 nom. And makes it eat his hair. <laughs>
0: I'm glad the cluster doesn't actually try any his hair. It's pretty big. That would yeah not go well. Uh, anything else to say about episode seventy-two? That is me done. It's me done as mm-hmm,
1: well. Me done. I, I had
0: less to say about that episode than I thought I would. I think because the bulk of it is just watching robots do yeah, things. Yeah, which is cool, but not much to say yeah. about it. Yeah, I There's... just
1: wish we'd have seen every test,
0: <laughs> like, like an extended version. Yeah, of.
1: I I I think like
0: we've talked about a lot of the things of like class system and stuff in previous episodes which is why we've not necessarily talked about it so long here yeah. but this is the episode that most of our discussions of that rigid class structure come from the way that it's portrayed in this episode mm. and i think that's important not to to understate is how much uh how important this episode is in like establishing this is what the class system is like and this is the level of looking down upon people that occurs within that system.
2: Yeah, it tells us a lot about Homeworld, which yeah. is useful for understanding kind of episodes before this and episodes after this.
0: Yeah, like most of the times that we've referenced like, oh, rigid class system, It's a lot of it just comes from the conversation here. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's so quickly and efficiently handled in... Not only the things Peridot says, but the way that she interacts with Pearl up to the end of this episode. Yeah. It's ten minutes that establishes this is what living as a lower rung of a class sy- of this particular class system is like. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's important. Mm-hmm. Um, so next up we have episode 73, Too Far. Um, we start with Peridot uh, recording a log entry... Um, with a bunch of peridotisms included. Um, we I've written down a bunch of them. I don't know if I have all of them here. Let me... The one I always remember is touch stumps. Mm-hmm. That's, that's always yeah. one that sticks out in um, my mind. So, yeah, the, when she's doing the log at first, before she talks about, like, the rest of the peridotisms, she talks about things like, it's the third rotation of the Earth since the commencement of the collaborative approach to... like. She doesn't quite know what sh- how to describe things, but she's finding words for what she's trying to get mm-hmm. at. Um, Peridot asks Garnet to unfuse as she's incredibly uncomfortable with Garnet's presence. <laughs> Homophobia! Yeah, basically, mm-hmm. that's exactly what this is.
1: I just love that Garnet responds by putting a harness on her and looking her to the fence and she's like, well, you roaming free was making me incredibly uncomfortable. Yeah, it's it's the, oh, you, you're
0: you incredibly uncomfortable with me being a giant lesbian? Well, I'm incredibly uncomfortable with your homophobia. You're a small child. I'm going to tie you up with a leash. <laughs> <laughs> it, it plays into the stuff from the uh, a couple of episodes ago as well of like, continuing to portray Peridot like a very young child in that she's basically in, like, a toddler don't-run-away harness. Yeah. Where it's yep. like, we're gonna put the, the backpack on you, and there's a string on it, and now you can't run away. Wow. <laughs> um, so yeah. She, she meant to make... Peridot mentions a bunch of Peridotisms here of not knowing how to describe things on Earth. She talks about, uh, screwdrivers are leverage optimizers. A nose is a scent sponge. <laughs> um... What else is there? Vision spheres, which I think are eyes. Yeah. Touch mm-hmm. stumps, mm-hmm. which are fingers, I think. And yep. Feet are gravity connectors. Yeah. Well, she's not wrong.
1: <laughs> but then Amethyst points to her butt, and she's like, "What this?" And she goes, "That's your butt." <laughs> so at least she's got the right word for butt. That's true. Yeah. Right? Um. So yeah, she, the point
0: we made earlier, she does take things very, very literally. Again, do 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 jingle, autistic spectrum things. I should probably write down where to put that jingle in if I can remember to do it about an hour.
2: Potentially autistic spectrum behaviours depicted in Steven Universe.
0: Yeah, taking things very literally, you're killing me, no I'm not, that would violate our truce agreement. Um, Mm -hmm. It is very (laughs) literal. I like this
2: whole thing with Amethyst, where Peridot is making amethyst laugh and peridot realizes that this is how she kind of gets respect
1: yeah she's it's like, like Ooh, oh, amethyst she...
2: starts to like me and it's it, it the reminds, thing that a lot of kids do yeah it reminds me of like a kid hanging out with the cool kids yeah, and kind of realizing what they can do to be like, liked by the cool kids oh you seem to repeatedly. enjoy that
1: let me continue with yeah that. even if
2: they don't understand why because we see like a few minutes afterwards Peridot doesn't quite understand why this is funny. It's it's funny like, you it's, like it, so I'll yeah. just keep doing it. Like,
0: the thing that is funny is that she, is that she doesn't that she's trying very sincerely to talk about things and doesn't know the words for them, mm. whereas when she's trying to deliberately do that it loses its appeal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um So they go to the kindergarten to get a drill from one of the drill injectors, which is a remarkably smart idea. Like, why did we not think of that? There are big giant drills that we could probably use. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, Peridot asks about Garnet. Why is she a permafusion? She's not even fighting. She's just... And we somehow missed this before. She trails (laughs) off, but she gets her two hands and just kind of... Bumps them together? I, I vaguely remember there was, like, something in this episode. I did not remember
1: that at all. Okay,
0: so the elephant in the room watching this, I'm pretty sure we all thought that the 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 f- bumping the fists together was meant to be some, like, a hand movement or hand gesture to imply lesbian sex. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. that is very much, it seems to be a bumping vaginas yeah. together. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> S- oh, okay. Simple. Yeah. That Stephen looks at and he kind of... He replicates
2: it. <laughs> well, this show, don't they? Like, like, there's that. Uh, we paused it on that frame. There's a frame when Amethyst is in hysterics and yeah. Stephen's just Stephen's very
0: confusedly like bumping yeah, his like, fist I together. Like, what's funny about that? just like, what, what's, what does what's this going, mean? What is going on <laughs> with the bumping of these things together? But it seemed to be just a bumping mm-hmm. vaginas sex. Yep. Lesbian metaphor, which yeah. I don't remember that in the show before. I
1: do not remember that at I'm all. Impressed they got
0: away with it. Again. I would think that like maybe we don't remember it because it got cut in the UK version Possibly. or something. Mm. But
1: yeah, because I watched <sighs> the same version as you, Mia, because we watched it together. Yeah,
0: I would have hoped I would have seen, I remembered seeing yeah, that. Like,
1: how how did I miss this? Yeah. So.
0: Yeah, she she wonders why, like, yeah, why are you a permafusion? You don't need to be strong to fight right now. You just you're just lesbians. Why why would you be just lesbians? Because paradox are homophobe. Um, describing Stephen, Stephen <laughs> is basically an eating and pooping machine. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, she says, like, I don't
2: even know what he's supposed to be.
0: Yeah, he just he consumes food and has to expel
2: waste. <laughs> yeah, like what's his use? Which yeah. is really
1: mean. Because it's kind of like, well, what's your purpose? You're just useless. And although she's not saying it like that, she's saying it in a kind of jokey way how you'll get like some comedians that'll poke fun at yeah. at people to be kind of like, but I'm just joking. Well,
0: I, I think it's not too bad with Stephen because it's like, it's less about him being useless in general, but more, I don't understand. Like, you do things that I don't and I don't understand those. And I find that funny that you have to eat and then expel mm. waste. But
1: um, it's still kind of. I don't know. It feels really mean because it's kind of like I don't even know what you are like. Yeah, but they're they're on good enough,
0: positive enough terms that I think it's not necessarily a problem. Like sometimes you'll make jokes like that with people you're very close with, and it can be okay.
1: I don't know. I think even if Mia made that joke with me, I'd be like, "Well, screw you, then."
0: <laughs> okay, that's and fair. I love
1: Mia. <laughs> um, but Peridot
0: states that amethyst outranks the other gems, but is defective. This is a big part of of Amethyst's catalyst to wanting to take on Jasper by herself. Mm-hmm. Um, like you should be in charge of the gems. You're a, you're an Amethyst. You outrank them. You're defective. You should have been physically like Jasper. Um, you were meant to come out big and strong and all these things that you were meant to be and you're not. And. You still, because of the way our class structure works, you should still outrank them, even though you're not you know, necessarily better than them because you're more important in society, but you're also defective and you should have been more than yeah. you are.
2: I think something else that's going on in that description is the idea that obviously Sapphire outranks Amethyst, but the idea of being a fusion, immediately, Garnet has no rank mm, whatsoever. Yep.
0: That's a really good point like, I have not thought about. By
2: being this relationship,
0: it completely negates all her ranks. Yeah, because when her... she's
1: talking about the different people, she's like, well, you're above the perma-fusion.
0: It's if, like, ugh. If Garnet unfused, Peridot would probably see Sapphire as ranking above, as rank- ranking above uh, Amethyst, but because... She's a Garnet and a fusion. It's like, oh, you're at the bottom of the class. I
2: saw it as being like a light allusion to, obviously, like people being gay and being like, well, that negates your human rights because that's weird. Exactly. Mm I
1: was just thinking, she won't, like, Peridot won't know who Garnet is made up of. She's that's, only that's ever a, seen her. That's a really Asganet. good point. That'll be yeah. why she's she's kind of like, well, she's below everything because she doesn't the hell know is that, that, she, that, that there's, a,
0: there's a sapphire in her. Yeah, yeah, that's a really good point as well. That yeah. she doesn't necessarily know there's a sapphire involved in that Because, like,
1: Stephen had no idea. She does know that she's
2: a fusion, and is does she ever explain that to Peridot at any
1: point? Uh,
0: I don't. Oh, no! She when, was, they were separated in the yeah, ship. Yeah, they were separated in the ship. Um. Peridot was oh, present yeah, for of the course. shattering. Yeah, of yeah. Okay, okay, we're right. She does know that it's already yeah, in a sapphire because yeah. she was there for when yeah, this. Play. Yay! We got there in the end. We 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 found, we had an interesting thought, then undid our own interesting thought. We don't have to apologise for the mistake next time because we already caught it this time.
3: <laughs> yeah. Yay. Uh, uh, uh,
0: the mistakes to apologise for for past ones. What can I do for you? Uh, the song which we had an inter- a discussion being, when we I was looking at the lyrics thing, being like, oh, it says that Garnet's voice actor does the singing for Rose, that's really interesting. She doesn't, it's Rose's voice actor does the singing for Rose, and I don't know why the lyrics thing said that Garnet's voice actor did it, so that's that was a weird thing. Sorry about that, thank you for pointing that out. Um, they go back home, Amethyst is dejected, and Peridot tries to make that joke again. She tries like, making joke names for hammers, but Amethyst doesn't laugh. She just isn't into it.
2: Yeah, because Peridot here doesn't understand what she has done, doesn't understand what she said. She's like, I'm just continuing that thing that you like, that has made you And you're now not liking it, and
1: why, why I don't understand. Um, One thing that I noticed is that Stephen doesn't like it when Amethyst is making fun of Peridot. And I... like when they were still joking around before this bit, mm. um, and I think it's because he doesn't like it when Amethyst makes fun of him, so he's kind of being protective of the younger sibling, kind of like. Oh, that makes sense. I know she's yeah. making you feel kind of crappy right now, and I don't like that. No, there's, like... There's, there's
0: definitely a bit of that going on. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, hammering home the paradox is basically here portraying a small like toddler. Peridot has a temper tantrum after coming home from the kindergarten. <laughs> mm-hmm. It it's they really do hammer home the pe- like Peridot is small, petulant toddler. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah, because doesn't Pearl say she's having another temper tantrum? Yeah, they do name it. as Yeah, a, as a
0: tantrum, it's a temper yeah. tantrum. Um, the drill is accidentally activated and gets on the loose and is spinning around. And uh, Peridot saves Amethyst. Peridot apologises to Amethyst via tape because it's easier than talking directly to her face. Yeah, I like that. Like, she, she can't apologise
2: looking at her in the face. So she still kind of apologises in the way that she...
1: I like it so that she is still looking at her in the face to kind of be like, yeah, she's this is sincere. Yeah. I'm not just, like, sending it without me being there. Kind of like, I said this, but I can't even look at you yeah. whilst well like she's sort said. of embarrassed. yeah. But she, she plays it whilst kind of looking at Amethyst, kind of like, yeah. this is sincere. Yeah. I just couldn't bring myself to say it yeah. in person.
0: It, it again plays into autistic spectrum things. Of <laughs> jingle. Jingle. Um, of difficulty verbalising um, emotions and issues and ne- needs and things like that um, face-to-face and mm-hmm. struggling to... Because of the fact that sometimes it's difficult to manage all of the social cues you have to manage in a conversation at the same time as managing the discussion of emotion. And as such, it's sometimes easier to, by yourself, do the thing and then be like, here's the thing I said. Yeah, it's prepared. Yeah, it's pre-prepared. It's like, you know, if you, like, email someone what you're thinking or... Mm -hmm. I here with the log. Uh, just an easier way of getting those feelings across sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, I really do like her log. I have it written down. The
1: if... log is very cute.
0: Yeah. Uh, log date 7112. This entire planet is backwards. There hasn't been one instance of correct behaviour exhibited by any one of these crystal gems. I've concluded they are all defective, but I am no better. I failed my mission and now I'm working with the enemy. I can't even get that right. I have apparently hurt Amethyst's feelings, which was not my intent. If I've damaged my standing with the best gem here, then I've made a serious mistake. I really like that she, like, mm-hmm. she calls Amethyst the best gem here. Yeah, um, and I
1: like that she doesn't say it in like the highest ranked gem no, here. No,
0: just the best. Yeah, you're the best one. Um, I'm still learning. I hope you understand. I want to understand. I'm s- like, I'm sorry. Those last bits are what feel really sincere. Yeah. I hope you understand. I want to understand. I'm still learning. I'm sorry. It's like, oh.
1: Because mm. oh. she's saying, I know that I messed up, but I didn't realise at the time that that's what I was doing, so I'm really sorry for doing that. Yeah. Oh, and
0: it's so cute. They still have a slightly, like, big sister, little sister a- antagonism going on. Like, Amethyst like forgives her. She still calls her a nerd. Um, Yeah, because
1: she calls the logs her nerd notes. Yeah.
0: Um, But I think what's really... What's really sweet about uh, Peridot's uh, growth over this episode is when... When Amethyst refuses to acknowledge her because Amethyst is hurt... Steven asks Peridot how she's feeling at the time, and she describes herself as feeling small. Yeah. yeah and I really I read this down Yeah, too. It plays a lot into the way she's being portrayed through this whole episode as like petulant, um, like tantrum throwing mm-hmm. child. And then when she apologizes and is sort of respected more for it, how do you feel? Big. And it's it's just this really sweet... Oh, it's so sweet. Like, she feels Mm -hmm. better, she feels good, she feels mature. She feels less looked down upon and less, you know, coddled.
1: One thing I did want to mention is when Peridot is working on the drill just before it kind of goes hairwire, Stephen is is holding her leash. (laughs) Like, she's no longer tied to the fence, because, like, before she said the screwdriver was out of her radius, Mm -hmm. because obviously she could only go a certain length. So when she's working on the drill, Stephen's just holding the leash, which is really kind of like, you are so childish that Stephen will hold your leash while you work. We trust
0: Stephen to look after you. How much trouble could you get into if we're trusting Stephen to look after you?
1: There's also the... Sorry, Yari. How dare you? (laughs) Stephen says, when it's, it's, he's managed to stop the drill, he goes, it was just a drill. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> he makes such terrible puns.
0: So, that's everything I had for this episode. Yeah, Do either
1: of you have anything else to add? One more thing. Um, With the drill, Peridot lands on top of the amethyst, and she starts blushing and apologises. And I think, it, like, it was very... Uh, I got kind of invading personal space, kind of almost romantic vibes yeah, from it. Yeah, that's kind of like...
2: I I got kind of, like, very early, like, relationship seed planting vibes from it. But it never seems to... Yeah, like...
0: They, they very quickly replace it with the potential budding romance of paradox and Lapis. Yeah, very quickly. Not,
2: yeah. So I do wonder if when they wrote this, were they... Thinking of going in that direction,
1: maybe. Well, she did say she was the best jam Yeah,
0: they... I, I think maybe they were thinking that until they saw how much the internet absolutely loved gay roommates Peridot <laughs> and Lapis. <laughs> they are a much better couple, yeah. I think. With they're,
1: they're all their have... meat mops. Yeah,
0: mm-hmm. I, I would love to see them just like open a meat mop gallery <laughs> and you know happily live together making meat mops. I want to see them Fuse. I I'm, ridiculous. Well, I feel like that's gonna happen. Yeah. I want to see them fuse. It's only a matter
1: of time. Mm. Um, like imagine Garnet, Opal, and whatever their fusion would be, well, that's, and then Stevonnie well, that's like just the go thing. running into battle.
2: Every time you introduce yes. like a new character, like it makes the new original the original fusions can then be added to them, and it's like like at the point we're at now, there's a lot of fusions that could happen that we've
0: not seen. Yeah. There's a lot of them. Like, I'm surprised we've not seen Stephen try and fuse with more of the gems now that he knows he can fuse with, say, Amethyst. I'm I'm surprised we've not seen more attempts at overlap, Mm. but... Uh, Next episode up on the list, and our last episode today, is The Answer, which is significant because it's the only episode today that's not a Peridot episode. Mm -hmm. Um, I
2: believe this was part of the, like,
0: Stephen's birthday,
2: Stephen uh, Bomb. I believe so. Because I think the following episodes next week we'll be talking about are all set in the same day. So this is, like, midnight,
0: Yes, and I'd not twigged that and maybe that would have been a good way to split up episodes <laughs> had we realised we could have just done the batch of four paradot yeah. episodes well, and I see, done I next think about week.
2: it But it's like the next episode well, this episode although it's like Stephen's birthday, it's not about Stephen's birthday. No, it
0: takes place on Stephen's birthday, but it's not actually like the only significance is it's your birthday, your present is this story. Yeah. yeah. Um so yeah, it starts off with Stephen for some reason sleeping in the flatbed back of a truck. In in. Oh, I the... missed that. I missed that. I thought it yeah. was just in his bed. No, he's sleeping in the flatbed back of a truck, and I think the truck is in the sh- uh, the barn. Okay,
2: that that kind of makes sense because my memory of Stephen's birthday episode, they're at the barn. Huh? Yeah. yeah,
0: I think he's sleeping in a flatbed truck in the barn, and I don't know why I think that, but that's it, I'm pretty I sure that's the case. They're just still at the barn, like they've not been home. Yeah, they were still like working out what to do with the the drill or mm-hmm. something. But um, Garnet wakes him up at dead on midnight when it becomes his birthday because she's as excited about <laughs> his birthday present as he is. Mm-hmm. Um. I love the sort of, like, Stephen following through on his, like, I'll pretend not to know about yeah. my birthday present. <laughs> yeah, because he's already met Ruby yeah. and Sapphire. Are you finally going to tell me that you're a fusion of Ruby and Sapphire? Because <laughs> you clearly already know <laughs> that she's that thing. Mm-hmm. It doesn't even, like, pretend he doesn't know, <laughs> yeah. like, in not mentioning it. Um, and God, it's like, well, you already know that, but here's our origin story. Here's yeah, something new. I-, I really like the art style that's used in this flashbacks yeah, with all the sort of silhouettes
2: interesting of... like when they when they show characters that we have seen before or like will see very soon it's, it's basically them quite detailed yeah. but then when it's kind of like characters we have never really seen it's background characters it's all the silhouettes well and...
0: you say that Blue Diamond's pearl is very detailed well,
2: yeah, that's, and we that's... don't see her for a
0: long time
2: no we see her when Peridot calls Yellow Diamond
0: I thought no, we, we saw Yellow's... Yellow, yeah, film. we see okay. Yellow's Pearl. I thought we saw
2: both. I Maybe, think... You're probably right.
0: I, th- I only remember seeing Yellow's Pearl. You're probably pearl. right.
2: That would make more sense. Um,
0: but yeah, no, like, there's some key characters that are shown in detail, but a lot of them are silhouetted. Yeah. Um, I completely forgot for the longest time that we get Blue Diamond yeah, here.
2: Because think... When I saw this episode, I thought, oh, okay, they're being very careful not to show us blue diamond properly she's got the hood up but when we actually meet her she just looks like she always has the hood up
0: yeah um i think what's interesting is they super downplay blue diamond It's like really offhanded like oh yeah i work for blue diamond and by the time we get back to blue diamond it's really easy to forget that that half of garnet used to work for blue diamond Mm. and When we get that whole, like, Garnet is afraid to go confront Blue Diamond later on down the line, I didn't realise for ages, oh, the significance of why Garnet is so scared is because one of them used to work for Blue Diamond, and Blue Diamond threatened to have the other one shattered for their existence. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Basically
2: says, like, she's going to execute them.
0: Yeah, she's going to execute one of them, and, you know... I forgot quite how much baggage they have with Blue Diamond mm. until rewatching this yeah, and knowing... re-watching this knowing who Blue Diamond is. Um, so we get a bit of background. Sapphires are rare fortune tellers. Rubies are common soldiers. Um, one thing that didn't really hit home until watching this for, for the podcast, we know that Sapphire was going to be defeated in this battle. She was going to re- put, uh, reform... Later. She wasn't actually going to die in this battle. Okay. She was just going to get popped and reform. Okay. Because this over this is something I overlooked, is when I watched this episode before, I um, assumed like she was resigned to the fact she was to going die. to be dead forever. Yeah. But she specifically says like, you know, um, they're going to defeat uh, seven gems, including three of my ruby guards and myself. Yeah. Um, and then she says something to Blue Diamond along the lines, or that, either she says to Blue Diamond or Blue Diamond says to her, that I'll see, I'll see you later after I reform. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. There is a specific line where it is stated Sapphire will be defeated but will reform later, okay. which suggests that she's popped not shattered. And as we see when the crystal gems come in, they pop the gems but yeah. they don't shatter them.
2: Right. So Ruby misunderstood what Sapphire said. Yeah. It was like, oh my god, you're gonna die. And then yeah. that's why. No, like, Sapphire
0: things. would have been fine. She'd have been out of commission for however long it took her to reform, mm. but much like, say, when Pearl was defeated by Hollow Pearl, she'd have been ultimately yeah. okay. Okay, cool.
2: I missed that, and, like, I just watched it
0: yesterday. Yeah, <laughs> no, I missed it until yesterday's watching, mm. is she explicitly says that she would later reform. Okay, So it, it's not nearly as fatal as Yeah. She makes it out to be, but Ruby definitely thinks it's going to be a forever death.
2: That makes it more amusing, I think.
0: Yeah, like, (laughs) Ruby didn't need to do this. Sapphire would have been fine. Um, So, the crystal gems initially are just Pearl and Rose.
1: I'm thinking... Sorry, Mia looked at me like, are you okay? You just just had, like, like a
0: very, like, deep... It's
1: because I was... (laughs) Thinking of where the rubies had their gems and if any of the rubies that came to Earth... None of them had any of them
0: in any of the specific spots of, like, leggy, eyeball, etc. Because
1: I know the other two, the one that isn't our ruby, one of them has it on the back of their right hand and one of them has it on their right arm at the top of it. And I was like, did any of the gem rubies that come to Earth I don't happen? think
0: so, but you might be right. That's definitely a thing to watch out for.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. So, yeah, the Crystal Gems purely consists of Pearl and Rose. It is two gems that call themselves, like, very grandly already. We are the Crystal Gems. Yeah, that's how
2: I was trying to figure out, like, is is... There are more gems on their side at this point. I get the vibe, no. I get
0: the vibe this is their entire resistances, too. Yeah, it seems so. Um, So, yeah. Ruby defies fate and decides to save Sapphire. Um, and they accidentally fuse into Garnet. They are surrounded by a crowd of homophobes. Yep. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's... It too. is it is just a big homophobia metaphor. Yeah,
2: like you're in public and everyone's like, oh my God, that's disgusting. Oh
0: my God, it's two ladies that, like, you know, they yeah. they fell to the ground together and they were hugging in an embrace and now they are together. Yeah. Oh no! <laughs> um, you will... There is a line by Blue Diamond that's really telling, and this is where we're going to talk about that recent Steven bomb. Blue Diamond says to Ruby, you will be broken for this. And the screen shatters, implying that she's not go- that Ruby wouldn't have been popped; she would have been shattered. Yeah. So the background to this is: yesterday we had
2: a huge discussion, thinking, "Is it Blue Diamond that shattered Pink Diamond?" Yeah.
0: So the the summary for anyone that's like listening to this who's wasn't bothered by spoilers but hasn't watched the most up to date Steven Bomb, the whole point is: is there is a there is a trial that goes on, and the implication is made that when Pink Diamond uh, was shattered, it wasn't by Rose. It was by one of the two Diamonds, either Blue or Yellow. And
2: It's heavily implied it's Yellow.
0: Yeah, you're meant to think it's Yellow. We had a discussion, is it possible that it was Blue, and that Blue feels guilty about it? There's a lot of stuff we can dig into there, and I suspect we will down the line when we get to the trial episode.
2: It seems more appropriate to kind of
0: (laughs) leave it for when... But the thing that was maybe most significant about this episode with that in mind was Blue Diamond is clearly not opposed to the idea of shattering gems. She's not content with just popping and bubbling them. She is happy to shatter gems that she has a problem with. And considering the severity of what shattering is... That is significant that she is that willing to offhandedly suggest chattering. Yeah,
2: it's something we don't see with her appearance later when she's very kind of sad and passive and we see all the bubbled um, roses. That kind of implies that she's not really... She's very non-violent. Yeah. But here, this is what kind of, like started that theory for us. Is
0: it possible that she shattered Pink Diamond and was then like, oh, no, I can't shatter gems anymore. This is a bad thing. I shouldn't do. Yeah, and the
2: reason she's so sad is that she's guilty. Yeah.
1: Well, she's constantly, like, whenever Yellow Diamond talks to her in the song Feeling Blue... She's always, like, looking to the floor, away yeah. from yellow diamonds. Um, it's and... why
0: she's so familiar with the specifics of, um, of pink diamonds shattering, and so annoyed when those specifics are incorrectly recounted.
1: Yeah. Well, it's one of her gems that are defending Stephen...
0: Mm. Yeah, there's there's a lot of interesting things to pick apart there yeah. when we get to it. But
1: now we need to do one of those YouTube conspiracy theories on. The... Oh, we will
0: at some point. I'm sure. when <laughs> we're Do watch, we, we want to talk about that conspiracy
2: theory that tied into this episode that we were watching?
0: Which conspiracy
2: theory? The is The one this? that um, in this crowd is oh, Connie's God. grandmother. Yeah. Oh,
0: we saw a conspiracy theory video that Connie is a quarter gem, uh, Doctor Mahesh Warren is half gem, and Doctor Mahesh Warren's biological mother is one of the silhouettes in this and um, basically that Dr. Mahesh Warren has a gem but we've never seen it because it's under her shirt there was very little actual substance to this theory. It basically
2: comes down to mind, so one of the silhouettes has hair.
0: One of the silhouettes has kind of the same hair as Dr. Maheshwaran, therefore confirmed Dr. <laughs> Maheshwaran is is half-gem. Well, the, the video did have, like, what, a quarter of a million views? Yeah, it's... More people will be aware of that theory than are of our podcast, <laughs> but, you know... It, maybe, then, well, maybe that's how we get more listeners We just got completely wild with theories we'll th- Yeah, we'll throw out theories until one of them's right And then we'll be like
2: Stephen is made of ice cream That's my theory Okay, That's you, why he you...
1: loves food so much
0: Yeah Cookie <laughs> Cat is actually Pearl Literally <laughs> Did she transform from her cat form to Pearl on her way to Earth? Yes Okay um, <laughs> I, I like the theory that Rinaldo is Pink Diamond <laughs> Ronaldo that's, that's how Ronaldo knows about the Great Diamond Authority is that Ronaldo is Pink Diamond Reformed in Disguise mm,
2: and that goes nicely with my theory that Onion is White Diamond oh my White god skin.
0: that explains all of the weird <laughs> creepy powers that the Onion has is because Onion is White Diamond exactly perfect yeah. Yeah.
1: that's why he's, he's so odd he's actually just trying to keep quiet how powerful he really is he doesn't is.
0: understand human interactions <laughs> because he's a diamond mm-hmm. exactly See, we just threw out like five video ideas there. You're welcome to use any of them yeah, you want. Listeners. Go for it. Go run, run with it. Just give us a credit in the comments.
1: <laughs> and send us a link. I want to see.
0: <laughs> um, so, Ruby and Sapphire fall to Earth together and, yes.
1: Um, one thing I thought was interesting is that the whatever the hell it is that they're actually stood on is diamond shaped mm. and everything on it is tinted blue so like rose appears but she's blue because...
2: Of the light. Yeah.
1: But um, one thing that it did make me notice is um, Pearl. Because her outfit is different. She has... It's less fancy. It's it's like a a knee-length leotard.
2: It's a bit more practical Mm. for moving around.
1: But I'm thinking, is it that more... Is it closer to whatever she used to wear with the Weber's diamonds she was? I still think she was white diamonds because... Mm. If her outfit was white, it would be tinted blue in those lights, and you wouldn't be able to tell.
0: If, if I'm putting bets on, I would say white diamonds, pearl, yeah. but um.
1: I'm thinking it's white, yeah. and, like I think if when white diamond actually comes into it, I think pearl's gonna kind of freak out and kind of be like, yeah. oh no, because pearls, despite even working for diamonds, are still seen as quite low on the. Mm.
0: Well, she
2: di- she would have presumably directly betrayed white diamond and left.
0: When she was yeah. her servant. That would be amazing. So, I, I said something that I'm realising I should probably extrapolate on. I said that Ruby and Sapphire fell to Earth together. The fact that they fell to Earth is significant, because it's, it's confirmed towards the end, I think it's Rose that says, Welcome to Earth. So it's confirmed that this is Earth that yep. they're on. That's significant, because blue diamond is there which Not pink. this this was meant to be pink's colony this was pink diamond's planet is this potentially before before the decision had been made to give Pink Diamond her first planet to rule possible. over, I is... do think there's something. Or to did this. Blue
1: want the planet, and that's yeah, why that's, she killed Pink? That's a possible
0: Ooh. motive. That there, there are interesting things like it's significant to note that Blue Diamond seems to be overseeing Earth at this moment, mm. um, and this is clearly very near to the beginning of the rebellion because. The the homeworld gems that are rebelling are just arriving at Earth, it seems. Mm-hmm. Um, Sapphire suddenly can't predict things because she's realised that people are random factors that can't be predicted and she freezes up. She doesn't know... Literally. Ex- yeah, <laughs> she can't exactly plan for everything and she know- realises there's some uncertainty to her life and she literally freezes up. It ties back into what we saw in the motel before. Yeah. Where
2: everything Mm -hmm. became all freezing cold.
0: Yeah. Like, the the ice is used to signify a few different things, I think, with Sapphire. Like, being cold and distant, but also, like, freezing up emotionally and not knowing what to do. do. Um, I think it's
1: any kind of negative emotion. Yeah. In sapphires that manifests itself as cold. Whereas in Rubies, I think basically... Any emotion that is strong comes out as fire. Mm
0: -hmm. Yep, because when Ruby blushes and, like, Ruby rescues Sapphire brings her back to a cave out of the rain and she's like, oh, you're quite cute and does a blush and then a little bit of fire starts. (laughs) Mm -hmm.
1: Well, it's when she sees um, Sapphire's eye she kind of looks at her and it's like she's like the way that I've written it is hot with desire.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like that accidental reaction. Just it's like, like, like Ooh, oh
1: my! So I'm I'm suffering right
0: now, and I feel the need to make you both and all of our listeners suffer along I with know, me. I know what you. I know. No, are you? Uh, thinking about the ice and the fire, I got the Katy Perry song. You're like you're hot and you're cold. Okay. No, different to what you're thinking. I, I suspect. you've got to say what you're no, thinking it's now. No, um, what, what were you thinking? Yeah, you
1: gotta was, do
3: it.
2: <laughs> I was basically thinking that when Ruby accidentally like has a fire. Discharge. Oh no!
1: <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to
0: say it, but when you say like make people suffer, that's. What well, I, I was, was just. I have a song stuck in my head. Is <laughs> thinking about like a relationship between someone who's got hot, fire powers. much worse. You.
1: Yes, then. Yeah, I just, I
0: just have like that line stuck in my head, and <laughs> I, that's what I meant by I'm gonna make everyone suffer. I'm gonna get a song stuck in your head because of and this Now episode. I look like a pervert. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. We all look like perverts at some point. We had a discussion off the air about hypothetical (laughs) 18-plus Stephen's ability to procreate recently. Yeah, Yeah, we did. Yeah, we're all perverts. It's fine.
1: (laughs) I just like the idea of um, Ruby having fire (laughs) sploosh. (laughs) (laughs) So,
0: both of them acknowledge the fact that they enjoyed Fusion and that it was a positive experience for them both that Mm -hmm. they would like to replicate. And then we get we get the song Something Entirely New, which, it's a very interestingly done song in that it's almost spoken in a lot of places. Yeah, the first Ruby time... is very, very goofy in her yeah, way of singing. It's, it's very hesitantly done. Every, every mm. Everything's nervous and not quite on key and not quite in time and just tentative. Well, there's a lot of, oh, um...
2: <laughs> Yeah. The first time I heard it I didn't really like it because I was like this isn't really a song but then the second time I heard it I was like this is actually it's, really cute It's because it's yeah.
1: adorable it's yeah, a it's, kind it's really kind of innocent, yeah, naive it is, song
2: yeah. It's like two kids basically yeah, it's, like not understanding what It's the what first going love yeah. I think
1: it's kind of like we just did something I don't understand but I know that it was beautiful and I liked it. So
0: it's one of a few songs in Steven Universe that I don't that I didn't like on first listening because I'm like, oh this this isn't like by technical standards a good song. Mm. But then on further listening I was like, I hear exactly what they're going for. Yeah. I see how it works with the themes of the narrative. Like the entire point of this song is to hammer home this is awkward, nervous, tentative, not quite sure what they're doing first last. Yeah, it's supposed to be kind of clunky. Yeah, and it's 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 clunky but sweet. Mm-hmm. And it's very sweet. Um,
1: I was just thinking, I think that Sapphire likes Ruby so much because Ruby's impulsiveness is something that Sapphire cannot predict.
2: Yeah. Oh, that's a good point.
1: Yeah, and I think that's one of the reasons that she'll enjoy being fused so much because i don't know it's, yeah, it's kind of
2: it's less rigid and well because yeah. we see at the start of this episode she's like this is gonna happen this is gonna
0: happen and yeah and, oh, and, we'll just
1: yeah, and then the diamond's like it didn't happen yeah. like what and she's but... like that's not what i <laughs> saw I, happening
0: i think ruby likes sapphire partially because it brings some degree of predictability and routine into her life mm-hmm. and... she did. yeah um so there's a few bits in the song that are interesting um Obviously, this is the first time we get them really talking about what Fusion's like for them. I think we made something entirely new. It wasn't quite me. It wasn't quite you. It's someone entirely new. And this just sort of like, we're not entirely sure what we made, but something special and it's better than the sum of our parts. And,
1: ah, this
0: is nice. (laughs) It's nice.
1: I also think it's interesting that when she's talking to Ruby about Fusion... Ruby says it's not the same as fusing with other Rubies. Because when she fuses with other Rubies, she's just a bigger version of herself.
0: Yeah, Mm. she's not someone new.
1: Yeah, whereas with Sapphire, it's this entirely new, unpredictable feeling that she's never had before. There
0: there is an interesting dialogue they have in the middle that... um, Sounds like it's it's having a conversation about about Sapphire having never fused before slash sex metaphor. Yep. Yeah, yeah, you hadn't before, of course not. When would I have ever? I'm so sorry. No, no, no. Don't be. <laughs> it it is just this awkward. It's like just the awkward moment of like having a new partner and being like, so what's what's here yeah. your. your... Sexual experience mm-hmm. and Ruby. Yeah. Ruby's kind of like I've c- kind of done that before, but it wasn't
2: special. Yeah. yeah,
1: it wasn't the same. It feels so different and like nice with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's because like with Ruby previously it has always been a functional thing. We must fuse mm-hmm. in order to yeah. serve a certain purpose. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> there's,
2: there's another really gross kind
0: of Go on,
1: idea. go well, on. Well, it's more
2: like this is the first time she's done it with someone else. She's normally used to doing it just with herself. Are you
0: suggesting <laughs> that this is sex rather than masturbation? I might for be, yeah. Just, mm. just come out and say your gross metaphor, <laughs> Mia. That, that, you, you've already said it. That, that's it. No, no. Ruby now I like... just want to embarrass you. <laughs> no, no. I refuse. I've already done it. Ruby
1: basically. To... <laughs> oh, Mia <laughs> literally
0: hid behind her hair. Oh. Um,
1: so it's basically Ruby's like, I'm only used to playing with myself. I'm not used to having someone else to play with. Mm. <laughs> uh, oh, you've gone so red, Mia. <laughs> I'll move <laughs> us on.
0: Um, Thank you. And now you're oh. here forever what about you what about me well you're here too we're here together and then they hum stronger than you yeah. and that's the point in this song I love is where they're just dancing humming the tune together I'm like oh yeah because the,
1: the, the part that she like hums it's the background bit that says I am made of love
0: yeah which is just like oh my god
1: that's so cute it is so
0: cute Um.
1: also Ruby takes the male role in the waltz I just noticed what That's your dance I, experience. I, coming I did ballroom dancing. Yeah, so. <laughs> I
0: think that is like not surprising considering that Ruby is played more Butch. They defi- definitely they play into the
1: Butch. Well, and she she daratops. carries her like over the threshold of the cave into yeah. yes. It's and like they've just be married. Like, you are now with me. It's the reason
0: why Russia was able to relatively easily get away with making Ruby male. Mm-hmm. Because masculine mm-hmm. stereotypes in, in butch yeah. versus femme couples. One's in a dress, one is in yeah. pants.
1: Another thing that I know I noticed. Someone... Um, I don't know if it's Sapphire or Ruby, because I haven't written it down like a stupid. <laughs> but um, they... Say, they mention Pearl, but they refer to it as a terrifying renegade Pearl.
2: Yeah, I made a note of that. And
1: too. I'm like, so they were fearful of Pearl. It's, I think they're...
0: it's Garnet's um, narration. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Is I get the feeling they're terrified of anyone rebelling in, within society. The fact that someone is effect- like leading an effective rebellion, is a mm. scary thing for a society I that just, is so rigid in structure.
1: I think it's it's interesting because Pearls are obviously very thin and dainty, and. As Peridot said before, they're made to kind of look pretty, stand around, hold things. Mm. So for someone to refer to Pearl as a terrifying renegade Pearl, well, yeah, it's kind it of because like... because she's
2: doing something so different. Like, Pearl's are not supposed to do this. Yeah. Like, oh, she's out mm. of control.
1: I just realised, though, she does say... Her terrifying renegade yeah, Pearl. Yeah, I,
2: I took that to be the the way that Garnet at the time, is in Ruby and Sapphire at the time, where seeing Pearl was... her belongs. Rose's pearl. Yeah, like, this yeah. Pearl has defected and is now this Rose's Pearl. Yeah. She's still fulfilling her function.
0: It is interesting. Um, Garnet um, was back. She was... Uh, I was someone and I didn't know who, but I felt I was getting the hang of my strange new form... And then I fell. (laughs) It's like, yeah, I think I know what's going on. Oh, no. Yeah, this is still... I shouldn't be so confident. This is still new and unexpected territory. It's amusing to see her be so kind of clumsy and out of it. It's so different. She's 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 overconfident.
1: Yeah. I think it's because she's always so calm and controlled. Like, Garnet is always the one that is seen as being in control, regardless of the situation, regardless how hopeless things seem. Mm. Garnet is always there, like, it'll be fine, like,
3: yeah, we can do yeah. this, let's just
1: keep going. Mm. Whereas with that, she's very unsure of herself. And I think it's really nice to kind of see the innocence of Garnet. The the uncertainty. Yeah, because now she's kind of, with her being a permafusion, as Peridot <laughs> would say, she's very secure in her relationship, so mm. she's very confident with it. Mm-hmm. But I think it's nice seeing their love kind of blossom. Yeah. yeah. Um, so she stumbles upon
0: Rose and Pearl... And there are some very interesting things that Garnet says. Ah, don't hurt her, don't hurt me. (laughs) Like, she's very unsure of who or what she is right now.
1: Which is, it reminds me a lot of Stevoni.
0: Yeah, it's what... Because it's like, one
1: for you and one for me. It's not
0: quite being used to the fact that they're one thing yet. Um... We, we didn't mean to fuse, well, well, we did this time, we'll unfuse, we'll, her, her gut instinct is panic, it's, she still feels like she's done something wrong, it's like, I'm sorry, I'll undo this so that you won't be mad. Yeah. It's fear of homophobia because someone highlighted your relationship yeah. and, and you like, feel... oh, it's got to be a negative thing, yeah. panic. It's it's like the teenager's nervous and ashamed of other the feeling. Yeah. Um, And Rose is really reassuring. She's like, no, 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 please, I'm glad to see you again. Um, I don't upset you. And this is my favourite line. I love this line so much. Who cares about how I feel? How you feel is bound to be much more interesting. Why can't every homophobic, transphobic, bigoted person out there have this attitude of Mm -hmm. who cares about how I feel about who or what you are? How you feel is the important and interesting thing here. Yeah, that's what it always comes down to. It's like, if this person is happy, then why the hell do you care about it? Yeah. Um, How I feel, I was, uh, I feel lost and scared and happy. Um, Which is a really, it's really nice to have both sides of that, where it's like, it's not inherently a a good thing, a a fully positive thing. There are scary emotions involved yeah, in something like exactly. that. Um, why am I so sure that I'd rather be this than everything I was supposed to be, and that I'd rather do this than anything I was supposed to do? This line, <laughs> this line, is about fusion, and fusion is generally a like homosexuality metaphor in this case, but. That is the line that I, as a trans person, was like, "Oh, oh, I yeah. like this. <laughs> I like this." Yeah, I, I wrote that line down and just wrote "gay" next to it and no. it I, I did. Th- I wrote this line down and wrote. <laughs> just like, yeah, uh, like, why am I so sure I'd rather be this than everything I was supposed to be? I'm like, uh. yeah, it's, it's exactly that. It's like all like queer stuff. But like, yeah. trans stuff especially, like, I know what you mean. <laughs> yeah. It's like,
2: I know I'm not supposed to do this, but I would rather do like, this than and the other why, why am I sure that
0: this is the thing I should commit to doing? And yeah, like, know, I just
2: I know in my gut that this yeah. is what
0: I need to do. Welcome to Earth. Um,
1: I was kind of like that, but with moving away from my family and everything. Oh, that's cool. Because, like, all of my family, whenever they move out of, like, their parental home, they move less than, like, three minutes walk from the parental home. And I was always kind of like, I would really rather not just move down the street. I, I
0: I still live within half an hour's walk of my parents' home. So it's <laughs> worth mentioning, though, Retta, that
2: your family is full of a lot of toxic people. Mm. Yeah, there's a lot
1: of toxic people that I needed to get away from for my mental health. Mm-hmm. So I was very, very thankful to Laura for helping me get a place down here. Yay! <laughs> Yay! Um, <laughs>
0: But I love love the answer that Rose gives. It's such a, like, queer, affirming response. It's like, why, why am I so sure that I'd rather, you know, be this than everything I was supposed to be and do this rather than everything I was supposed to do? No more questions. Don't ever question this. You already are the answer. It's like, don't worry about explaining why this is right for you. You are you. And if this is what you want then go for it. Yeah. That's the that's the only justification you need, is that you are you and this is what you want. Like, that especially reminds me... I love it me. so much!
1: That yeah. especially
2: reminds me of trans stuff, because, yep. like, I've had a lot of people come to me with kind of like, I think I'm trans, but, like, can you, like, look at these things and, like, tell me? And I'm always just like, it's like if you if if feel if, it in your gut, you yeah. are, okay? If, that's if it. you've
0: had to ask, like, consu- if you've had to stop and think, am I trans?, like, yeah, like, you are trans. Most, no one, no one most cis that. people don't stop and ask themselves the am I trans question. If you've reached this the, the point
2: where you're starting to
0: Google, like, like am I trans? Am I trans like enough trans? to be trans? Yeah, it's you, like, you are, you, yeah. It's, you know, don't worry about, like, doing those bullet points. If that's what you're thinking... Just, just go with what feels right for you.
1: Your HuffPost start a Yeah,
2: I wrote the Huffington Post piece. Um, yes, you're trans enough to be transgender. Yeah. The whole
0: thing is basically just like yes, yes. Like, don't need any of these things. Just yes. Just is the is, is is do you feel like this is the thing that you aren't comfortable how you are and you'd be more comfortable doing something else then d- d- mm-hmm. do that thing go where you're is. It's applicable to bisexuality as well. Yeah,
2: because I've had people say like, well, I haven't really had any type of same-sex relationship, so am I really bi? It's like, yeah, of course.
1: Well, I had yeah. that discussion with my mum when I told her I was bi. Mm. She was like, but, but you've you've. You, you've not actually yeah, you have, like gone out and done that, though. And it's kind of it's like, like yeah, that doesn't mean straight, I'm not. Straight
0: people who've not ever had relationships still get to, to confidently say exactly. they're straight because yeah. they know they're, who, who they're attracted exactly. to. Exactly. Don't people
1: have... don't question that. Yeah. If it's like... Oh well, I've never been in a relationship, but it, people don't go. Hmm. Well, you don't. Are to- you sure that you're straight? Exactly. Yeah, it, it's just like that doesn't that's doesn't not happen. a thing.
2: You don't have to earn
0: your sexuality. Exactly. Whatever it is, whatever you feel it is, it is. Yeah. Okay. Don't question this. You already are the answer. Exactly. Exactly, yeah. and it's wonderful.
1: Just in case you wondered, we're a very queer-friendly group here. <laughs> <laughs> we're a very
0: queer group.
1: <laughs> that's true. What, what,
0: so, what was it? What was the answer? Love. Ah, wow. I knew it. So did I. Oh, lovely, aww. sweet fade out. And uh, the <laughs> nicest thing is, the usu- instead of the usual star wipe clothes, it's um, hearts popping out of the clothes. Yeah, it's oh, so sweet. And that is the answer. And I have nothing else to add. That's just a really mm-hmm. sweet, like queer-affirming mm-hmm. yeah, episode lovely. of, like, hey, get away from bad, uh, oppressive people that don't support you being you. You'll work it out, yep. and you'll find people who support you because you're great as who you are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm so glad. Like, there's one other thing I'm glad about this episode. I'm glad that this is the episode that got a um, a, a children's book made out of yes. it. Yes. I like, see yes. the children's picture book because this episode story is such an important story for to to mm-hmm. sh- share with kids. Be like, look, it's not okay to be like these people. Be yourself and know that you're supported mm-hmm. and it's sweet yeah. and it's mm-hmm. lovely all kids need to know that yeah and I, I believe it was from both of you I have that book and yeah it's... We, got, we got you for Christmas yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's super duper sweet it's lovely thank you very much for that you're most welcome and yeah I think that's everything I had to say this week on mm-hmm. the podcast is that everything for both of you I had a very quick note I didn't mention
2: which is um, I just noticed that when Gana initially fuses Pearl makes a motion to basically attack her and it's Rose who's like no no like this is interesting
1: it's like i said about um rose quartz not wanting to
2: yeah it's it's an interesting moment for talk
1: first fight second yeah
2: it's a cool moment for both um pearl and rose yes yeah that was the only thing i had that was just one thing that we glossed over that I wanted to and let's something.
1: get back to the answer is love Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: I ruined like that being that, our ultimate. That's that's alright. The answer is still love. Yeah, okay. ruined that. Remember when Pearl wanted to kill Ganon?
1: <laughs> it's fine. The answer is love. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> love is what made them all come together and become the Crystal Gems. Okay, Hooray Love is amazing.
0: So uh, that's it for this episode of the Crystal Clubcast. We should have another episode for you again next week. Uh, time to do self promotion. Mia, where are you on the internet? You can find me at OhMiaGod on Twitter. I also have a website called MiaViolet.com.
2: Oh, also, thank you to everyone who's been sending in um, emails to our podcast listener email address. It's been really cool reading those. We are planning on doing another um, listener mail episode at, uh, at some point.
1: And the email address is...
2: Hello at crystalclodcast.com. Like, yeah. Okay, yeah. that is it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, good.
1: I was just kind of like, you're mentioning it, but you're not actually saying <laughs> what the address is for I new c- people. I killed <laughs> that in the end. <laughs> um... Yeah, and whereabouts on the internet are you, Retta? I am at Supareka on the internet. I do have a website, but it's about chronic pain, so I don't know if you'll want to go on it, but it is curbingchronicpain.com hey, if you want to go and read about being in chronic pain. What was
0: that again? Repeat it for us one more time.
1: curbingchronicpain.com
0: Hooray, yeah. It's, it's you know, go, go read the things that Retta writes. They are interesting <laughs> things. Um... As ever, I'm at Laura K Buzz pretty much everywhere on the internet. If there's a service, I'm probably Laura K Buzz there. Thank you very much for listening. We'll have another episode for you again next week. Bye.